All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. Good people of the internet, it is time for OnComicsGrounds.com's flagship podcast, Panel to Panel, where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such. We are here live for episode 11, where we are talking about all of the news that happened and is still going on. Like, if we get some random thing that drops while we are live, we will discuss it. But San Diego Comic-Con is currently live, going on right now in California, and we are here to talk about all of the crazy stuff that has been dropping there. So, my name is James Portis. To my left, right, left, yes, yes, left, we have Travis, the hard-working man who is in California, but not in San Diego. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> Wishing I was seven hours northwest. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, and then to my right, we have the woman who is excited about that woman because of all the good stuff and is excited about other CW things that we will talk about later. And also my, my, my favorite, my, 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 my cohort in excitement that we're getting a new mutants book that we will talk about later. Mary, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm chewing. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, I, I'm good. I'm excited. There's yay. Exciting stuff. Yes. There's so much amazing stuff coming out of, out of this year's, comic-con honestly i thought this year was going to be very dry and very boring because there was rumors that certain people weren't going to be there that wasn't going to be that much talk but then everything just started unleashing in in a fury upon us and i i am just so ecstatic about what's going on at comic-con so first thing we're going to get into is that last night we had the 2019 eisner awards and we are going to go through, on a previous episode, we talked about the nominees, and now we are going to talk about the winners of the Eisner Awards. So, oh, I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Uh, oh, God. Okay, so, first up, for best short story, um, we had The Talk of the Saints, which was in a Swamp Thing Winter Special, written by Tom King with art by Justin Babick. Um, that was amazing. 
Okay, here comes the C. Okay, cool. We're good. All right. <laughs> I was like, it's there, but it won't come. And it's just, ah. Okay. And then I am so, uh, so happy for the next winner. Best single issue slash one shot was a Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man number 310 by Chip Sadarsky. This issue was so heart-wrenching and so, like, just everything. And it shows why Chip Sadarsky should have been left to be the main writer on Spider-Man for, like, forever. And yet, like, he isn't in, like, granted, I love Nick Spencer. I love what he's been doing. But this specific issue of Spider-Man showed why we should let Chip Sadarsky just write Spider-Man forever. And I think that it was well done, well executed. Um, did either of you read it? Because I thought it was amazing. I remember I did not flipping. Catch it. I remember flipping through it at the time. I know um, the base premise is you know people talking about what Spider-Man means to them. Yes. All right, and then uh, next uh, winner, what for best continuing series, which Mary is very happy about. <laughs> I like Giant Days. Giant Days by John Allison, Max uh, Sarin, and Julia uh, Madrigal uh, won yeah. and beat Batman, as Mary said as we were starting the stream. Because <laughs> literally, I, <laughs> I flipped the screen and everyone just heard Batman from Mary. <laughs> <laughs> no, Giant Days, it is, it is a very long-running comic from Boom. It's about uh, college-age girls, sort of slice of life at times, but it has so much emotion and heart and it is just an absolutely fantastic series and this actually deserves the win wholeheartedly so okay. i mean it's got like nine or ten volumes out right now i don't think that look because i've been needing to give that book a look mm -hmm. um the, the other winner that we kind of we kind of uh thought we kind of figured was going to win um, best limited series was Mr. Miracle by Tom King and Mitch Gerards. We 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 we, we kind of knew because of how critically acclaimed it was this past year that it was going to win. But I was like, eh. like does Tom King have to win all of the awards? <laughs> oh, stop giving him the toy box. <laughs> now, to his credit, I I stick by this. Um. Um. Freaking. I, I still say that Tom King has a knack for writing small characters. And and I'm grateful that uh, it was revealed that he's going to be writing the script for the the um, the um, New Gods movie with Ava DuVernay. So, that's yeah. cool. Was that... What did you say, Mary? I just went, eh. Why, why, I why, mean... eh? Because it's just, like, you know if Tom King is writing it, it's going to be about Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. And don't get me wrong, I like Mr. Miracle and Big Barda, but there is so much more that can be done with New, uh, with, uh, new Gods. I agree. That's why with the idea of doing just a New Gods movie, I was like, why just New Gods? Why not, like, have a Mr. Miracle movie to start you out? Or a Forager, because Forager was my pick. To come out swinging as like the POV character for a big sprawling new gods movie. That's what I'm, I'm one. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm wondering because Ava DuVernay she loves Big Barda, absolutely loves Big Barda. So I'm honestly wondering if the movie is going to be um, Scott and Barda's escape from Apocalypse. That could be a thing. 
But but yeah, like like we, I I while I I'm not happy that um, he, like Tom King's credit like for, like for best writer is going for Batman. I do think he is deserving for Mr. Miracle because it is a very good book because he's good at writing small characters. Like, keep him away from events. Like, he's getting away from Batman, which is good, but just, like, I, 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 am, I, I am okay with this win. What I'm torn by is that both I and Mary have lost the, 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 the bet here because we both had different stakes on Best New Series, and I'm pissed. But also, I'm torn. <laughs> like, <that> I <laughs> like, I'm torn, though, because I love Gideon Falls. I love Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. When those two get together, it's like magic. If you have never read Old Man Logan, like, the first, uh, like, like the first few uh, volumes of Old Man Logan, it is, like, magic. So... I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I feel like I'm like a parent. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed because I wanted Bitterroot to win, but I'm not mad at the result because Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino are amazing. So, yay, Gideon Falls, but boo, I wanted Bitterroot to win. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Oh, God. The cuckoo clock is going off. I forgot that was in here. I moved recently, and I, I, I forgot there was a cuckoo clock in this room. So I apologize for that sound, but it'll be going off in a second. Oh, there it goes. Okay, so I'll fix that next time. But um, the other uh, big one that came out, oh, not a big one, but like, like uh, the, the, this little chunk was the different uh, basic uh, best publications for um, early readers. Uh, they had one best uh, for kids and best one for teens. Um, the early readers one was Johnny Boone, the ice cream computer. That's pretty cool. Um, the other one was Divided Earth. Um and the one for teens was The Prince and the Dressmaker. So congratulations to all of those. Um, best humor publication was also Giant Days. So yay, Giant Days. Mm -hmm. um, best anthology was Puerto Rico Strong. I was really happy about this. I was I was torn between this and the tribute for the Las Vegas shooting. But I'm kind of happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm still happy this won because I loved Puerto Rico Strong. Um... Best reality-based uh, work um, is this guy for real, the unbelievable Andy Kaufman. I've never heard of that, but I I, I love Box Brown, so I'm gonna take a look at that. Um, I'm gonna like flip through a couple years. Um, the Vision won Best Graphic Album Reprint, so that goes to show you that uh, Tom King can still do things. Um, what else we got here? Um, Tom, Tom King won for for Batman and Mr. Miracle, Heroes and Crisis, and the Swamp Thing. Shouldn't have won for Heroes and Crisis, but that's that's beside the point. Um, <sighs> best writer slash artist, Jen, Jen Wang for The Prince and the Dressmaker, so yay. Um, Mr. Jarrah's won well, for... You, you skipped like six of them. I skipped like six because like, I, like, I, I didn't I, I didn't know, I felt like, uh, I mean, we can go through them real quick. Um, oh no, I just lost my place. Oh, sorry. I kind of jumped there. Yeah. Um... Uh, best painter slash multimedia artist goes Dustin uh, Nguyen for Descender. Descender's art has been amazing, so yay! Oh yeah, and and he paints that. Yeah, that that stuff is just gorgeous. That's amazing. Mary will be happy about this one. Uh, best cover artist went to Jen Bartel. I mean, deservedly so. Her color work is god tier. Like you right, you right. And this next one, I am so excited about. I don't I'm like I, though. I gotta say, like. She did a couple issues of Space Wakandans recently, and I wasn't really feeling it. Like her, in, her Jen's interiors aren't as strong as her covers. 
So, I mean, I, I love her covers, and I do collect them when I can, but her interiors aren't as strong. And, you know, some artists do better in interior, and some do better on cover, so. Yeah, that's true. Um, best coloring, like Mary just hyped up, was Matt, yes, was Matt Wilson. So excited. Black Cloud, Paper Girls, Wicked and Divine, uh, Mighty Thor, Runaways, which is the reason why Mary's happy. No, just like his color work in general, like, oh my god, it is so good. <laughs> uh, best lettering goes to Todd Klein. His, his work, honestly, the way he does stuff for uh, Black Hammer has been really good. I've seen his stuff for White Knight, it was really good, so, deservedly so. Like, letter, let, letters don't get enough credit. I think they should get more credit, because the work they do is fundamental to the industry, so yay for him. Um, I mean, if the lettering is bad in a comic, I have problems, like, actually being able to read it. Because same. if the lettering if the lettering is all over the place. Yeah. I'm somebody gonna... on my Twitter somebody on my Twitter feed said that you only notice the lettering, like, you don't notice the lettering until it's bad, and that's a problem. Yeah, that's true. Like, because lettering can, like, can be so consistent, and then it'll just be ruined after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to jump down to the, to the uh, more, like, the, like, the single awards and whatnot. Um, the, Bill, the Bill Finger Excellence in Comic Writing Award went to E. Nelson, e. Nelson Bridell and uh, Mike Friedrich. For, uh, Friedrich? <coughs> I've never heard of that award. I didn't know Bill Finger had an award. That's amazing. Um, um, the Bob Clampett Humanitarian Award went to Tula Lote and Edgardo Miranda Rodriguez. Um, mm-hmm. The Will Ivers. Re- um, what? He uh, he arranged reconstruction. Oh, cool. Um, the Will Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award went to, uh, Liberalistira, uh, Buenos Aires? It's a comic shop in, um, Buenos Aires. Oh, sweet. Um, that's really awesome that they, they can win from all the way over there. Um, the Russ Manning Promising Newcomer Award went to, uh, Lorena Alvarez. So, yay. And then Jim Aparo, um, I don't know how to pronounce that one. Is it just June Tarp Tarpe? Yeah, June Mills. Uh, June Tarpe Mills. Uh, Dave Stevens. Uh, Maury Turner. I've never been able to pr- pronounce his last name. In the history of anything, I've never been able to pronounce that. Mary, help me. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> I, I haven't known either. Um, Bill... I, I hate that I don't know how to pronounce that. Um... Uh, Bill uh, Senkwetsins. I I I I feel bad. He's he's an amazing artist. I, I know that for a fact. But I I can't pronounce his last name. And I hate my life. Um, uh, Wendy and Richard uh, Peeney, uh Paul Levitz uh, was put in the Hall of Fame. Um, Jose, uh, Jeanette Kahn and uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. So congratulations to everybody who has won the Eisner Awards. These awards are like phenomenal every year that these people can be awarded for what they do for the comic industry. I'm sad Ben Root didn't win, but we will look past it and we will go forward. Um, yes, so yay for that. So we're, we're, we kind of uh, switched up how we, we did things uh, this year because of how like, um, there's so much. We broke it up into Marvel and DC because there's so much of both that we figured it would be easier just to break it up into those chunks to get through everything for both companies. So, um, Mar- Marvel kicked off pretty good with uh, the, the announcement that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is officially being canceled, not by ABC, but by Marvel, after this coming season. And 
I guess eh, that that's fine. I I hadn't really been watching anymore, so like it's I, I'm not as bothered by this. Like the relevance of a show that possibly isn't canon because of Jeff Loeb, but acts like it's in canon. I don't know what to do with that. Like, am I wrong here? I think the Marvel, like, just the, the overall MCU, because you remember they pushed it all as this big umbrella family. I, I think that continuity is so messy right now. Because, you know, you have the movies, and then you have, uh, what was it, Agent Carter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cloak and Dagger, Runaways. So, I mean, you know, these four shows under that banner, and nobody really knows if and where they are in canon. Yeah. And then, then you have the Netflix shows on top of that. So, I mean, that continuity is just a mess because Jeff Loeb said that the TV shows are just going to, quote, do their own thing. Which makes no sense. Like, they reference them. Luke Cage had Justin Hammer references. They would say the New York event. And it's just, I don't, and like, there was the things at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I heard about where, like, um, there was Maria Hill sending the carriers to go help an Age of Ultron. And I'm just like, okay, that works. The Kinda... series, there is, a... oh, go ahead. No, go. I was going to say, there was a theory that I saw that um, it's, you know, a fan theory that the Netflix shows actually take place after Endgame. Which. What? Is... It's a fan That'll... theory. Okay. That, that, Runaways, that Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, and the Netflix shows all take place after Endgame. Okay. It, like yeah. I said, it's a. It's a fan theory at best. Like now, to be fair, I and I will give it this. Like, it's not a bad fan theory because they don't like it, they don't say the Battle of New York. They always say the event. So like, eh, eh. Like it's not the worst fan theory I've heard, but like I'm I'm, I'm still with Travis. Like, eh, no. Uh, Travis, yeah. like, go ahead, man. I was gonna say at this point, I just like they're not in the MCU. Like that's just my general feeling. Travis, what do you think? Uh, I'm on the same boat, man. I don't get me wrong. I loved the the Netflix Marvel shows. They were really good, especially Luke Cage. But there was so much reference to the movies that were just like turning their nose up to the shows constantly. And, it, like, for, for them to even take, like, Agent Carter, you know what I mean? Make a whole show off of Agent Carter. But I, I watched Agent Carter. I didn't see Cap once. But they decided to kind of just retcon her entire show and existence by Cap coming back into her life. And what's even weirder was, like, they made a reference to the Agent Carter TV show in the an Endgame by having the Jarvis there. So, mm -hmm. like, eh? Like... They blur the lines so much that I don't know what to do with that, man. Yeah, it feels like they hit the reset button on ending it. Like, with Endgame, they just, like, reset the whole thing, you know? And it, I don't know. I liked I liked the Netflix shows. I really I stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as soon as they showed Deathlock. At that point, I was like, nope. Mm -mm, A black Deathlock with, like, <laughs> they kind of, like, pulled the Smallville cyborg with, like, <laughs> no metal metallic plating. And I'm just like, okay. 
Whatever. Yeah, dude was just a corpse in like a, a like a ghetto Iron Man suit that was also doubled as an iron lung. It felt like, I don't know. I just, I'm not gonna, be, I'm not upset that Agents of Shield is gone, but I do understand that there's a lot of connection that people would draw between movies and show. Sadly, the movies just never acknowledged it until the end, literally the end. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, Mara, are you pretty much in the same boat? I never actually watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my big secret, is that I've seen maybe, maybe, if we're being generous, like a third of the MCU. Um, I've never seen the Netflix shows. I've never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You've never seen the Netflix shows? What? Mary, Mary. Okay, look. First of all, my wife and I are horrible at TV. Like, we get so far behind. <laughs> Okay, fair. And it's like, it, they're just like, they're kind of on the list, but we've never really just gotten to them. I have no aversion to them. It's just kind of lower on the list of priorities. Because we still have to get through The Handmaid's Tale. Um, but the only Marvel show that I have really watched in earnest is Runaways. And I, I have about uh, right, <laughs> I have about 45 minutes left of the last episode of Cloak and Dagger. And the show's been kind of a slog, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I still need to watch Logan Dagger, I've been putting it off. It, it's not bad, it, it has, it, they're going for the character drama thing, but there's too much filler, there's not enough plot to balance out the filler. Okay. Oh, that's never good. Yeah, but in terms of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, I've never watched it, but I know that it did a lot of world building. I mean, you know, we have we got like Mockingbird and Quake and a bunch of others. Yeah, and like they they threw um, Mockingbird on there with like no connection to Hawkeye. They went with the ultimate route and put um, like his kids and wife in there from the Ultimate comics. So like it was a very weird thing there. Not even gonna joke. But my heart breaks for people who absolutely loved the show, and I know the show had an absolutely diehard fan base. So, like, I, I feel terribly for them, but for me, it's just kind of okay. Holy crap, they're literally announcing Phase 4 of Marvel while we're live. Oh my. Like they just... I'll pull up Yeah, I'm yeah, I'll pull I, up... I, I, Twitter up right now. This is going to be crazy. I'll pull up Twitter and keep an eye on it. I'm gonna say that they're announcing Eternals right now. Yep. As of three minutes ago, they're announcing Eternals. Quote, full Jack Kirby. Uh, Richard Madden is gonna be Icarus. Uh, Selma Hayek has been confirmed for Eternals. Don Lee is Gilgamesh, and Angelina Jolie is also starring. She's playing Athena. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I am down. I am down. This is looking pretty good. All right, well, we will continue, and we will keep an eye on this as we go. Um, from there, we got the announcement. Like, we got a lot of comic book announcements, so these will be pretty quick. The first one, I don't remember if we talked about this last week, but um, Ghost Rider is getting a new um, solo book by Ed Brisson, and it's about Johnny Cage and... Not Johnny Cage. Was that right? Johnny Blaze. Jesus Christ. Too much Mortal Kombat, because I was talking about Nightwolf earlier. Johnny Blaze and... Danny Ketch working together to keep Hell in check because um, the one event uh, a while back put made Johnny Blaze the king of hell 
and Mephisto isn't the king of hell anymore, and Danny Ketch is, like, the ghost rider upstairs, but I'm going, hey, guys, I don't like, um, um, what's his face? Um, the kid, the kid with the car. I don't, I don't like the kid with the car ghost rider that much either, but you're kind of just kicking it. Yeah, yeah, I don't like Robbie Reyes that much either. But you, you, you just kicking the kid to the curb before we can get him in the hands of someone who can write him really well, kind of sucks. Like Jason Aaron made him an Avenger, like he was going places, and you just make a new Johnny Blaze Danny Catch book for no reason. And apparently, Robbie Reyes is getting his own TV show, and you're just like, no solo book, like the hell. Am I wrong for being upset like that? <laughs> no, I think Robbie Reyes was never in the right hands to begin with, if I'm being completely honest. Oh, speak your mind. Speak your mind. Well, uh, it's, it's kind of a tangent, but, like, Robbie, it, he always felt like that, like, down at home, like, they could give us a Ghost Rider with some kind of um, some kind of hood life experiences, you know what I mean? But we didn't get as much as or anything really and I, I really was disappointed with it to be honest with you all right oh shit what oh shit mark guggenheim just tweeted concept art for the anti-monitor oh no. what oh no. hold the up price is on. so while while we're talking we we're getting phase four and we're also getting freaking um anti-monitor stuff what in the anti-monitor means big things, big, big, big things. All right, At you guys normally. keep it. Yeah, you guys keep. Um, I've got, I've got an eye on it. I'm okay. gonna drop it in. Oh, please, oh, please, oh, wow. Do. Okay, I kind of, I like, I kind of like that. I'm a little mixed on like just making the 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 one the one monitor guy like just like it be evil like that. But okay, I I I dig where this is going. Um, anyway, the other the other two. Travis, bo- I dropped it in. Okay, I'm gonna peep that. The other two books that were announced recently were Doctor Doom is getting a new solo book for the first time since Infamous Iron Man. Um, it's gonna be written by uh, Christopher Cantwell with art by Salvatore Loca. I I don't know how I feel about this, mainly because of the fact that I'm still kind of upset by Slot just coming in and going Doom's a villain again. Like we had the whole God King Doom thing during um, Secret Wars. And then we had Infamous Iron Man where he was turning over a new leaf. He was trying to be a good guy. Thing literally was trying to prove that he was a villain, but still he was a good guy. And we went through all of Marvel 2-in-1 with him still as a good guy. And then Slot just goes, no, he's a villain now. And I'm like, why? Why does he need to be a villain? Why can't he actually turn over a new leaf and be a compelling character? We saw Hickman trying to make him a compelling character again during Fantastic Four and during Avengers, and then we saw him continue by Bendis, of all people, and then this. And I'm just, like, I, I'm torn. While I love I, like old-school, iconic Doom, I was looking forward to seeing him be a new character and new growth, and it's just like, eh. So, like, yay, Doom book, but I don't know. I kind of got a weird take on that, to be honest with you. Okay, what you got? Doom is is memes. What? <laughs> Doom is memes. Think about it for a second. Every time you think about Doom, you think about all these crazy, awesome schemes that he did, and then, like, just the crushing defeat he suffered. You know what I'm saying? 
when he's when he's not necessarily a bad guy, he gets to do what he wants, and it's hilarious to see because he'll just walk up in people's faces and I quote it verbatim, but Doom toots as he pleases. Oh, you know what I mean? Shit. What? Marvel uh, just released release dates for untitled projects from 2020 to 2021. In 2021, right now, there are seven films. Holy crap. Because the release date, these are all untitled projects, but May 1st, 2020, uh, Fall 2020, November 6th, 2020, uh, February 12th, oh, that's my birthday, 2021, Spring 2021, May 7th, 2021, Spring 2021 again, summer 2021, fall, and then November 5th, 2021. So there's seven untitled projects slated for release in Phase 4 for 2021. Holy crap. That's insane. Well, this is going to keep getting better as we go along. Um, so, oh. Mary, Mary, how do you feel about a Doom book? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the that? memes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like Doom, but to the extent that I like, you know, other villains, you know, kind of a thing. Okay. He's never been my favorite, but I've never actively disliked him. That's fair, that's fair. Ironically, I like Doombot more. Th- that's not fair, because that's a Runaways thing. <laughs> I don't, well, even in um, AI, okay. um, I really like Doombot, too. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, the other the other announce the other announcement that kind of has me like, eh, was they announced that that Mary Jane Watson is getting a solo book, and I I, I I'm conflicted here, and I, and I find myself scratching my head because like, and I'm not even gonna give Mary some credit here. That it's not like with Lois Lane where Lois Lane's gonna go do some cool investigative shit. Like Mary Jane, like either she's she was Tony Stark's new Pepper for a while, and I don't know if she still is, and um, like like not as in like marriage, but like like assistant. And other than that, she's either like a supermodel, an actress, or like nothing. Like she's or a just, victim, or victim, which sucks too. So like, I don't know what really a book with her in it would be, other than like sexy covers for marvel to sell and even then that's not really good because that's just like using her, her as like a tool and i don't like that so, it's leo williams so it could literally be anything yeah that's true i mean i'm not necessarily the biggest fan of leo williams but it could literally be anything okay Travis, how do you feel about this? Because I don't know what to do with this. I, I don't like, and I, and I feel bad for like trying to say a woman shouldn't have a book, but like, it, like comic books have enough Mary Sues. That's how I feel about that. Explain yourself. Um, yeah. Uh, Mary Jane is always the oh God save me, and then she gets saved. You know what I mean? She's she's uh, she's like Jimmy Olsen getting her own book. You know that, that does just why why. I, I feel as if uh, maybe they're trying to compete with Lois Lane, but they're really just drawing at straws. And instead of coming up with, I don't know, a compelling female character, they're trying to rehash the, the sexy, buxom redhead that they've been pushing into our faces for decades. 
Okay, okay. Um, the Disney Plus series are included in the Phase Force Light, so they're not all movies. Oh. Okay, that, that, that makes sense. I'm looking at pictures and, like, I, 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 like they have Mackie holding the shield, and I'm like, can a brother get a can can a brother get a suit pick? Like, can a brother get a suit pick? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> like, that's all I'm asking. Like, I'm, I'm probably not gonna get that. And also, Sebastian Stan, why are you holding my shield? Give it back to to, to, to Sam, please, God, please, God. Um, anyway, um, but but no, I I I definitely agree. Like, I. I would rather see, like, have any other, like, woman in Marvel's, like, lineup get a, a solo book than Mary Jane Watson. And I feel like I'm, I'm doing her a disservice, but Marvel's done her such a disservice over the years that, like, I don't, um, I don't know what to do with that. So. Uh, yeah. it, it, we need a, an original female character, not repackaged the same thing. You know? It's the same thing with DC giving all these ethnicity people all these different superhero skins. Black Superman, Black Batman. I feel it's the same thing here, just with the super girlfriend. I don't know. Mary, are we out of line here? I'm sorry, what? Are we out of line? By she ain't even this? paying attention. I am <laughs> trying to get her attention, too. <laughs> like, like, are we out of line by saying that Mary Jane shouldn't have a book, or like we feel that like this is a wrong move? I think if there is a cohesive storyline to go with it, because Mary Jane has been many different things throughout the years. And now, keep in mind, I am not someone who reads Spider-Man consistently, mm-hmm. but you know, depend because um, Spider-Man renew your vows. Mary Jane was absolutely integral to that book Agreed. because there was a there was a consistent storyline and it wasn't just oh she's a mom like there was more to that. And I think if we can bring that kind of consistency to the book then it will be fine. But like I said Mary Jane has been a lot of different things over the years, but you know, if you pair it with the fact that Black Cat has a solo book, that Invisible Woman has a solo book, that, you know, these are two characters that your average comic reader will not see them outside of, and I'm gonna dive headfirst into boiling water here, outside of their male counterpart. Okay. Because everybody's least favorite, you know, member of the Fantastic Four is Sue Storm. I mean, you know, Black Cat is great, but she's Spider-Man's anti-hero slam piece. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And these are not, I mean, granted, and these aren't necessarily my opinions. This is just, you know, if you were a casual walking into the store and if you were looking at it, you know. But, um, I mean, unfortunately, I'm biased because I feel like any black cat storyline is just going to be a rehashed Catwoman storyline. <laughs> uh, that that yeah that yeah that that's uh, yeah I, I I you're not wrong. Okay. So, I picked up the first issue of Invisible Woman, and Mark Wade has very smartly removed her from the rest of the Fantastic Four. The kids read Johnny everything has completely removed her from it, and I think that's a that's a smart move. Okay. Black Cat, I bought the Anka cover, but I have not read the book. I bought the Anka cover because it's pretty. Um, and because it's Anka. 
and yeah, Kazanaka. But <laughs> I think for Mary Jane, if they can kind of give her more of her own personality. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that Mary Jane doesn't have one. She has a personality and one that fans genuinely love. Oh my that, God. you know, she's not full of herself, but, you know, she is confident. Um, and, um, sorry to interrupt. Um, they just revealed that the, the logo for Shang-Chi and the, the subtitle is the legend of the 10 rings. Oh, are they doing Mandarin? They're doing Mandarin. But I'm just for the for the for the, for the uh, pun there. But yes, they're doing the Mandarin in the Shang Chi movie. Holy crap! It's, as long as they leave out Fu Manchu. Okay. Because that no, that is a cringe villain based on a very racist stereotype. Agreed. It was yeah. part. If Fu Manchu was introduced in the Yellow Peril, and to have that be Shang-Chi's father in the movie would have been bad. Yeah. I, I just, like, saw that. I'm like, holy crap, does ten rings mean ten Makalon rings? Because holy crap. But that's amazing. Um, I'm excited for it. I, 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 like, I was iffy on the idea of Shang-Chi getting a movie, but, like, if they can make it compelling, then I'm all for it. That's where I'm at with it. Oh, dude, Kung Fu movie, though. Like, it's going to be... Oh, it's going to be lit. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Dude. Well, before we get something else, because they're dropping titles like a, like, like every other minute. Um, So, Jonathan Hickman, my, the, my father, my savior, the, the <laughs> holy man. Because, like, like I, I, uh, Mary hates my Jonathan Hickman boner, and I'm okay with that. Um, Like... I, I just like ever since I first read Fantastic Four, I've loved this man, and the, like he comes like I, I I'm like I made this joke on Twitter today. I'm like heading out the door. I'm like bye Kelly Thompson, bye Ed Brisson, like bye Matthew Rosenberg. You you, you didn't do, okay. you didn't do X Men right for me. I'm gonna go now. And then Aquafina Aquafina's gonna be in Shang Chi. What? <laughs> yes. uh, Tony. Tony Leung is going to be the Mandarin. Aquafina is in an untitled role, but um, yeah. Did they announce who Shang Chi is yet? Not yet. Okay, um, but Aquafina and Shang Chi—that sounds fucking amazing. Um, anyway, I'm like, I'm like leaving the room. Like, bye guys, you didn't do X Men right for me. I'm leaving now. And then Fa- Father Hickman comes in. He he sees me at the door and goes, "Wait, my child, I will save thee." And, and then, as I'm ready to close the the, the book on X Men for a while once again, they just go Dawn of X for this winter and this fall, and I'm just blown away. And what and you what do I what do, what do you mean, James? You might be asking. So we got a slate of Wave One titles for the beginning of a new X Men line, and we we have X Men written by Jonathan Hickman with art by uh Lenil Francis Yu. Um, the lineup, the lineup is going to be oh, Wolverine, Scott Summers, Rachel Summers, Jean Grey, uh, Young Cable, aka Nate Summers. Um, 
Alex Summers, and um, I forget Vulcan's first name, but the other Summers brother, and their father, um, what's his name? I forget his name. He's on the Star Jammers. Um, Corsar. Corsar. And they're all on a team together going into space. And I, I don't know if this is the final team. I'm hoping this isn't the final team. I'm hoping, like, after, after the first arc they're going to change it up because that's a whole lot of white on one team. But, like, that's really cool. We're getting a Summers family orgy, and I'm, I love it. I love it. Keep doing that. That's cool. Because the Summers family needs to get their shit together. So, yay. Um... <laughs> The next book that, as I mentioned earlier in our introductions, that I'm really excited about is New Mutants is Coming Back, and Jonathan Hickman's writing the first arc, and Ed Brisson's writing after that, and can we talk about this lineup, y'all? Can we talk about this lineup? Because this lineup is amazing. We got Sunspot, we got Wolfsbane, we got Mirage, we got Karma, we got Magic, we got Cypher. All I'm missing is Cannonball, and I would be a stat- oh, yeah. We got away. Oh, yeah, we need this cannonball. I'd be super happy. Like, oh, I'm so happy. Mary, help me out here. Like, isn't this some good stuff? Give me one second. You're supposed to be gushing with me. Why aren't you gushing? (laughs) Because they announced, uh, do do Canadian actor Simu Leo is going to be playing Shang-Chi. I have no idea what it is. Canadian actor Simu Leo is going to be playing Shang-Chi. Alright. I don't know what else he's been in, but okay. That, that, that's dope. Uh, how do you spell his name? Because I am not getting it right. He's on stage S- right now. S-I-M-U, and then the last name is Leo, and L-I-U, like Lucy Leo. Oh, uh, here we go. Well, dope. That's some good stuff. I can see it. Yeah, he, he, he looks like a Shang-Chi. I, I'm, I'm digging it. He definitely looks they just like, gotta give him. Yeah. He's that man dark bowl cut. That's all. Oh God. Oh, that's not gonna. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Mary, Please. gush with me. <laughs> okay, new mutants. <laughs> I I'm very excited. Um, I'm always I'm always nervous because my favorite is like C minus listing because I love Karma. And uh, I'm glad she got out of Rosenberg's murder fest before it was oh, over. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm just glad she survived his murder fest. Why are you killing everyone? It doesn't make any sense. Clouds, I liked man. new. I liked New Mutants Dead Souls because that's the last actual New Mutants book we got. Yes. But it's good to see most of the original team back together. Yes. With unfortunate additions. Um, what do you mean unfortunate additions? Ileana was not on the original team. Okay, yes. But Ileana is, like, in the zeitgeist of, like, partially being I part know, of the new she mutant. I know, she is, like, the new mutant now. I know, I'm yeah, just... Yeah, like, she, you know, was, she was on, like, the Utopia team of new mutants, so I accept her. <laughs> I'm being difficult. But <laughs> it, it's good to see the, the team back together because without you know i mean without some of these members it doesn't feel like a new mutants team it's not like the x-men where you have rotating members for any like new mutants storyline if you want to sell it convincingly there have to be at least two members from the original team yes versus with dead souls where it was like 
Ilyana, well, was, Richter, Ilyana, and, and uh, what's his face? Well, Ilyana was on the team. Karma's the one who got them together. Yeah, you're right. Karma's the, Karma's the one who organized it and paid for everything because she's super rich now. And Danny was in the book very briefly. That WandaVision logo looks horrible. They just they just posted the the logo for WandaVision. And I that looks horrible. <laughs> Who designed this? <laughs> Go back to the drawing board. Like, no. No. Like I know it's already a stretch to put like Wanda and Vision in a TV show together, but like that logo, fam, like I kind of get it if you if the rumors are true that it's going to be like a period piece of like Wanda creating a new reality, but like why though? That's my response to that. Um move, moving moving back uh, back towards the X-Men because I'm really excited. Um the other one of the other, one of the other books that was announced was that we're getting a new Marauders book. And the lineup is interesting. Um we have Pyro back from the dead. We have Bishop Emma Frost with a new look, Iceman, Kitty Pride, and Storm, with Kitty Pride being the leader of the Marauders on a boat. And the first thought I had when I saw this was, it feels like Hickman went, okay, okay, Kitty, we couldn't trust you to be the leader of the X-Men, so let, let's have you be the leader of a small team on a boat. And I'm like, dang, <laughs> that's a demotion right there. <laughs> Like, you kind of just shoved her on a boat and said, bye, bitch. You couldn't cut it as the leader. Like, <laughs> it just, it kind of sucks. It kind actually, no. You know what this feels like? This feels like the, the ex-leaders plus Pyro. Because you have Storm, you have Kitty, you have Bishop, you have Emma, and, and you have Bobby. Like, it just feels like the ex-leaders of the X-Men plus Pyro leading it, like, on a team. <laughs> like, y'all couldn't cut it, so go on a boat. <laughs> Travis, how do you feel about this lineup? <laughs> um, it's uh, extensive. As soon as you said Bishop is back from the dead, I was like, wait. No, Pyro is back from the dead. Bishop's oh, been Pyro's here. Pyro's back. Okay. They're, wait, even then, Pyro and Bishop on the same team is a bit wild, don't you think? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit wild. Oh, oh my god. Hold up. I closed the agenda by accident. How dare you? I was frantically <laughs> trying to go back and closed it. I was like, oh, no, I made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I'm kind of, like, excited to see the dynamic with Pyro and Iceman. That's something I haven't seen in a long, long time. Last time we saw that was and, last day. <laughs> uh, yeah, straight up. You, you should have never left school. Like, no, 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 stop. Don't do this here. This is terrible. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I forget who it was, but someone was like, I don't, I don't like Storm as a marauder. And I was like, I mean, she's got to do something when she's not being forced to be the new queen of Wakanda while T'Challa's away. Like, literally, it, it feels like Aquaman's having the same problem as Black Panther, where, like, the, the, the government's trying to force the love interest to be the leader while everyone's like, no, he's not dead. Give him some time. And it's like, okay, sure. That works. My pitch, my pitch for an X Men book is give Storm a day off. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
that's my pitch for the book is that, you know just you know one issue make it like you know a 60 page 80 page special and just give storm a day off like i don't care if it's 60 pages of storm like reading in a breakfast nook but i think she's earned some time off yeah that's true like literally i felt so bad because when you read x-men prime before x-men gold and blue came out it literally feels like mark guggenheim just wanted to give a storm a day off like kitty just take the keys i'm done like i'm tired of, i'm tired of inhumans i'm tired of terrigen clouds like you're the new leader bye like it's literally what that book felt like to me <laughs> Which... oh this is all gonna be so expensive what all of these x-books Yes, yes it is, because, like, literally, this is, the, this is the first time in a long-ass time that I've been on board for every X-Book. And the weird thing is, we haven't seen a single solo title X-Book yet. We've only seen team books. And that it has me excited that we might not get no oversaturation of Wolverine. We might actually just get quality X-Books for a hot minute, and I'm kind of excited about that. I mean... Elvini... I... Go ahead, Travis. Oh, I, never, never mind. I'm going up to the next team. I'm going to wait a second, because I'm looking at the Six Excalibur lineup, and boy! They needed somebody to yank the X-Men back in line. Yes. And I'm surprised that they didn't have Claremont do it, because that's no he's normally their fixer. Yes, but like, Claremont Chris, we broke it! Like, Claremont would just come in and be like, Psylocke everywhere, and I don't know if I want that. <laughs> He's coming back briefly, because he's writing a New Mutants one-shot, and I'm wondering now if that's going to lead into the solo. Okay. Okay, so we got... We, the, why does the Loki letter, like, the Loki logo look like somebody just went through, like, Google Images and put some random letters on a screen? Like, I get mischief and, like, discombobulated, but, like... It legit looks like someone went through Google Images and it threw some letter, some random letters together. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, uh, nah, Travis, um, you are correct because the next uh, book announced is Excalibur. Oh. And I'm controlling. James. What? M Monica Rambo will be in WandaVision. No. 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 Don't Play say that. Yep, Wanda, uh, Monica Rambeau will be in WandaVision, played by Tiana Paris. Who? Pulling it up. I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, who are you? Hi, who, what have you been in? Um, Murder, Candyman. She was Pamela on Empire. Oh, honey, let's go. Let's, yes, I'm in. I'm in. But why are you in WandaVision? Why are you in WandaVision? What? What? No. What? what why? Oh, and they, they misspelled her name. Oh, God. Oh, no. Why is she and in no, WandaVision? And in the tweet. I don't know. I don't understand. Okay. Um, okay. I'm confused as all hell. I mean, at least we're getting, at least we, at least we're getting Monica in some capacity. I'm just confused. Um, and anyway, and I, I'm, I don't know what to do. I'm torn. 
I don't know how to feel. I'm going back to X-Men. Um, <laughs> go, back to our, go back to the safe space, James. Go back to the safe space. That like Go back to Daddy Hickman. He would be happy today. Um, <laughs> oh, my so, God. So we have officially figured out what... Like, like, and Mary, I told you this was going to happen. I told you T.D. Howard was not just coming in to write a Death's Head book. I told you. I know. I agreed <laughs> with you. <laughs> And, and, and look what happened. We have an Excalibur team of randomly Psylocke as Captain Britain. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> we have Apocalypse and some slick dreads. Like, like you looking fine, my dude. Why are you in some sick threads, my dude? Like, what's going on? Um, We have old school looking 90s rogue. We have Gambit, we have Jubilee, and is that Richter, I believe? Yeah, Richter. Yeah. And also, I love how they kind of, like, like recycled Namor's um, X-Men red suit for Richter. Um, <laughs> and this lineup, apparently, like, the pitch is, uh, Mutant Kind is always, is always, has always been special, as their relationship with the world or worlds around them, as this new dawn era dawns, a new connection forms between mutants and the magic of the world, and that of other world. Um, can the new Captain Britain forge a new way through the chaos with her her companions, Rogue, Gambit, Jubilee, Richter, and Apocalypse? You know, this feels like just a pitch for Justice League Dark and I, for Marvel, and I don't know how I feel about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, I... I'm excited to be honest because it's like a bunch of people that know each other and have grown together very well and then a guy that they've mutually been whooping on each other's asses for decades. That yeah. dynamic's going to be pretty funny. It's weird. Like like I'm I'm trying to understand this Captain Britain thing. Mary, can you help me? I mean, he's her brother, like... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. I mean, it would make sense that a brother-sister team would tag on and off sometimes, like... Captain yeah. Britain needs a day off. <laughs> and what, what? Like, actually, no. You know what this feels like? This feels like Hickman went and, went and shoved Justice League Odyssey and Justice League Dark into one big pot, because Justice, Justice League Odyssey has the whole thing where Darkseid is on the team, and now you have Apocalypse on this team. Like, I see what you did there, Hickman, but I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this yet. Also, is Hickman gonna retcon Jubilee being a vampire? Because I wish someone would retcon Jubilee being a vampire, please. She's not a vampire. When did she stop being a vampire? Oh my god, Jen. I don't know. The one book where Quentin Quire was in, because he's the one who made her not a vampire. Generation X? Generation X, yeah. Okay, because I stopped reading that because the art was so freaking god-awful. Um, yeah, no, she's not, she's not a vampire anymore. Okay, good, because that was getting really annoying. Granted, I love Curse of the Mutants. I love Blade and Wolverine teaming up killing dracula that's why i was gushing about a blade and wolverine versus wolverine last week but um going into the next book i'm so happy like i even, I even tweeted him uh, this. i get it what why psylocke is captain britain why if they're keeping Quanon around they want to have their cake and eat it too yep so they're making... where you have where that way you can have Psylocke, but you still separate her, but you still have 
you know, sexy Psylocke body. I'm using all the air quotes here. So you're giving Claremont what he wants, but also putting Betsy over here, basically. <laughs> okay. And the fact, and the fact that the fact that Quanon still has the powers. All right. So I'm wonder. I'm wondering if they're flipping Betsy to Captain Britain to kind of further separate the two a little bit. Okay. I, I, I guess I'm cool with that. Um, but yeah, going into the next book, like, which goes with, with Quanon, uh, Fallen Angels, the weirdest title out of all of these. Um, it like only X thing about it is that it has an X logo behind it. Um, it's written by Brian Edward Hill with uh, pencils by um, Simon Kudansky? Um... And uh, the pitch is, Psylocke finds herself in this new world of mutant kind, unsure of her place in it, but when a uh, face from her past returns only to be killed, she seeks help uh, from others who feel similar to get vengeance. Cable and X-23 join Quanon for a personal mission that could jeopardize all of mutant kind. Um, I don't Betsy's know how not I... Psylocke anymore. Yeah. That's what it is, is Betsy's not Psylocke anymore. I mean, it works. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about them just shoving X twenty three onto a side book, but like I don't know. With with, with I don't know how I feel about sexy cable. I don't know how I feel about that. I've been mixed. (laughs) I've been mixed about sexy cable ever since Extinction, because literally uh, issue one of Extinction is kill old cable, bring in sexy cable, and it was stupid. Like, and ever since they brought in sexy cable and he's been on X Force, I've just been like, eh, okay. I feel like Brian Edward Hill wanted to write The Outsiders, but with mutants. <laughs> okay. That's not well, okay. I mean, if you, if you look at the, the makeup of Batman and The Outsiders, and if you look at Fallen Angels, I feel like they're both just The Outsiders. Holy oh crap, God. the next Doctor Strange movie is being called In the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. It's going to be a horror movie with, with, with Doctor Strange. Huh. I don't believe when I see it. Okay. So that means Nightmare is going to be involved somehow. Alright. I'm down. A little weird, but alright. Um, and then... Oh, is that what, and then the last book on the, on the lineup... This lineup is so ass-backwards and awesome that I don't know what to do with this. Like, literally, we have Jean Grey calling herself Marvel Girl again and wearing the old Marvel Girl suit. We have Domino, and apparently those two are going to be leading the team. We have Beast, Colossus, and Wolverine. We have Quentin motherfucking Choir, my boy, my child. I love him to death. Ever since um, Schism, I have loved him Loved him to death. Um, we have Sage back from left field. Hi, Sage. How you doing? It's been a while. And we have um, Black Tom. I think he's the brother or the cousin of Banshee? And I'm just like... Mm-hmm. What in the world is this lineup for an X-Force book? Like, this feels like the discount version of that Astonishing X-Men book they tried to launch a while back that got re-teamed early on. 
I mean, it's Benjamin Percy, so... Yeah, that's that, that's why I was sold. The minute, like, uh, while the, the while the live tweets were coming out and I saw Benjamin Percy on X-Force, I was immediately like, I'm in. I don't care what it is. I'm on board for whatever Benjamin Percy's putting out. And then they go, it's this weird-ass lineup with my child, Logan, and everybody else. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I still can't get over this main book X-Men lineup. I can't. I'm t- what, the Summers Family Orgy? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I, that's what I'm calling it. I'm calling it the, the Summers Family Orgy, because that's literally what it is. Like, they dug Vulcan out of whatever jail cell he was in. Like, like it, they literally brought everybody together for a Summers Family Orgy. <laughs> like, all you're missing is Nate Gray, and, like, like well, technically you have Nate Gray, but, like, actual Nate Gray, and you would have the entire family. And I, what? Actually, no. You need Nate Gray, and you need Madeline Pryor, and then you have everybody. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So, here, here, here's my question about this new line of X-Books. Yes. How long do we think this is going to last? Okay. I've, because I've, I've Marvel... Marvel has turned into a trade publisher. I mean, Marvel and DC both are getting there, but Marvel has, like, become a trade publisher. Okay. And most of these books don't seem to be making it past 20 issues. So, how? that is my question for the two of you, is how long do we think this is going to stick around? Travis, I'll let you go first. Uh, it's kind of a tough one for me. I, I feel like some of the really obscure ones might drop off the map rather quickly. And when I say rather quickly, I mean like, oh, like, like Immortal Men quickly, like six Ooh. issues deep. Ooh. Woof. Ooh, woof. Yeah. Woof. It's, and I, I say that because there's like, in this wave of Hickman X-Men, there's going to be that one non-Hickman X-Men book that's going to stick out and it's going to make everything a little awkward. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> Mary already because knows which one it is. <laughs> because it's the one that I absolutely want and love, it's going to be the one that takes. New Mutants is not going to go first. Now, you know who's going to go first? And I hate it because it's Brian Edward Hill and I love him. Fallen Angels is the first one on the chopping block. And the reason why I say that is because it's already tooled with only being three people. It's already tooled to be a limited series slash mini. Like, they say it's ongoing, but it's already, like, one foot out the door. It's that, and it's more. I gotta be that person. I gotta be that person. Where the hell is Gabby? I mean, like, like, she has been... She was a... She's been around for years at this she, point. She did, fam. Like you, you, you can already put the nail on the nail in the coffin. Like she did. She did. She did. <laughs> like I know, I, I, I know, I know. Like I, I was already thinking about it too because Ian mentioned it earlier today, and I was like, as as like I think like, and there was a picture released recent like today of like of Jean, Kurt, Emma, and a couple other like Black Tom, Apocalypse, a couple other people. I think like a new mutant version of the Hellfire Club is going to be running things with, like, Kurt as a member. I can't find the the image again. It was only the header of an article on comicbook.com. I I can't find it again. I think there's going to be a new Hellfire Club running things, and I think Kurt's going to be on that. And I think I, I think Gabby's gonna be dead because as much as we love Gabby, as love as as, well, as, well, as much as we love our Honey Badger, I think Hickman realized what I've been realizing for a hot minute is that there's too many Wolverines, 
as much as we love Gabby, she the minute regular Logan came back, she wasn't long for this world because there's not enough room for two X-23s. And that's what an old man like Hickman's going to say. Yeah. And, and I hate but, that so I mean, much. Like, that's the thing that hurts me. Is like, when was the last time, and pardon the pun here, a new mutant came around that was so well received? When was the last time that happened? Laura. Oh, the 90s? Laura. <laughs> Laura. It, the last time that happened was Laura. It was X-23. And, like, and, and she only slid in because of X-Men Evolution, and then they put her in the comics. She had the Harley Quinn effect where she was started in X-Men Evolution and came into the comics because everyone loved her so much. They were happy to see a female Wolverine, and then when X-23, or not X-23, when all-new Wolverine was going on, and they had Gabby, it was this brand new refreshing thing because we didn't think that Logan was coming back. We all thought old man Logan was going to be there, Laura was going to be here as Wolverine, and Gabby would be the new X-23 until they announced Logan was coming back and they kind of like slid her the Honey Badger name real quick. I know, granted, Tom Taylor wrote that name and I love it to death, but the writing's on the wall there, Tom. You, you were told to give her a name, to give her a separation because Logan was coming back. It's obvious. So like, and it hurts because I don't want her to go away, but I know she's gone. She did. Like, it, she's going to be the first one yeah. there. And that sucks. And see, that, that's always been my biggest problem since the X-Men kind of expanded out into the 90s, is that it became everybody's toy box. Yeah. Is that, you know, any writer would essentially be like a kid, sat down at a toy box, and they'd reach in and pull out all their favorite X-Men, and then that was the team. Ooh, they, they showed the Black Widow logo. Very stock and metallic. Boring. <laughs> he said with no shade at all bruh like no it literally is like yes it's an agent spy movie you couldn't put like a tar like, like, like a red target on it or something like come on fam come on like th there could have been something there for her but no it looks boring as all hell it looks like an Iron Man logo um but Hawkeye Hawkeye okay yes Hawkeye's logo is literally the Matt Fraction logo yes I'm, Very good. That and we get boring metallic logo for Black Widow, but 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 Jeremy Renner walks in, puts the Matt Fraction logo on the table, and walks out. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm down. So like we gotta get Kate Bishop. Somebody announced Kate Bishop already. Because she's I, I think she's gonna is. be in the show. Who, but who's gonna no, play she's, her though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> that's that, what i want to know yes like we we need to know that but back back to the point at hand i i, I i'm speculating right now i think what's gonna end up happening it's gonna it's the same thing is gonna happen that happened during the heroic age slash siege where x-men new mutants and excalibur and x-force well actually no x-men x-force and new mutants will stay around x excalibur maybe but fallen angels is already a, a mini they can say it's an ongoing, but it's a mini. I can already tell you that from the jump. Um, and then Marauders is probably gonna be canceled after like a, like a, like like six to eight issues. It's not gonna last long because it doesn't have X in the title. It it's not going to last long, and I feel bad for it. But New Mutants. X-Men and X-Force have the best chance of surviving because the Summers Family Orgy isn't going to last long. They're probably going to put a decent lineup, if not the uncanny X-Men lineup, 
like the iconic uncanny x-men lineup in there and then just push it in a boat and let it go away but like marauders and um fallen angels are long for this world and that's sad to me because i like the premise i love the idea of like giving quan on some some of her own legs and letting letting sexy cable be a thing and letting x-23 still be a thing because i love laura but i don't think it's gonna last long and like and and am am i wrong for saying that no no and i think that's the problem when you bring in these you know older writers like hickman i'm not talking about his age per se but his his career these long-running guys is that you know they have their head set in a certain time period and i think with hickman pretty much anything after the mid 90s we're probably not gonna get it And that's the unfortunate thing about the X-Men is that that's the last time they absolutely dominated the market was in, you know, through the end of Uncanny through till the 90s relaunch of the X-Men. What in God's name just appeared on my screen? Thor 4 is officially titled Thor Love and Thunder. What? Okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Is it going to be him and Valkyrie? I hope not, because that would crush all the, the Carol and Valkyrie shippers. Don't dive headfirst into boiling water here, James. I'm not. Uh, I said it would upset them. Like, like, like that, would, that would lose Marvel a bunch of money. But uh, they also just confirmed the lineup for Marvel What If. Um, pretty much literally every freaking Marvel actor that's ever appeared in a movie. Because Taika Waititi... Um, the guy who played um, what's his face? I forget his name. Um, literally every Avenger that's ever been in a movie is going to be in Marvel What If for like one episode. Uh, in isn't Lux. it that? Isn't it an animated series? Yes. Natalie Portman's gonna be in it. Um, Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, everyone's gonna be in it for like one episode. That means they're getting some big checks right there. Yeah, Disney Plus is not gonna stay at seven bucks. That stupid clock. I need to get. I need to move that next time. I, I have a feeling it's going to not be seven bucks before it releases. Oh, oh, oh they'll probably keep it. Uh, oh, so, so Thor and Valkyrie just walked on stage with Taika Waititi to confirm that it is called Thor: Love and Thunder. Why is it called Love and Thunder? That makes no sense. Like, okay, I guess that works. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the point is, I'm excited for the majority of these these X Men titles. I'm ecstatic. New Mutants is back. I'm happy. Um, X-Men and the summer, the summer's orgy. I'm, I'm excited about that, I guess. Uh, Marauders is interesting. Um, anybody have any final thoughts on, on the X-Men lineup before we move into DC news? It's going to be so expensive. Oh God. My wallet's already crying. <laughs> it's like in the next room. Uh-huh. Like why? Well, not only that, but my mother-in-law is, you know, if you aren't familiar with her, she is the queen of the X-Men. Um, <laughs> She's going to want all the books. Yeah, pretty much, because we were buying two copies of, you know, the Uncanny Murder Run. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, once she figures out that all of this is going to be happening, she's like, hey, can you guys pick this up for me? And, like, I can't say no to her because she is the undisputed queen of the X-Men because she has a number one in a frame by the bed. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Travis, any closing thoughts uh, on his X-Men stuff? Uh, I actually might start reading X-Men, but sadly, it's going to be the ones that get the axe, which I have a habit of getting addicted to, so I'm... Yes. <laughs> Same. Same. All right. Well, we will move on to our DC news section. So, um... Sad news coming out this this, this week as Comic Con was getting started. Um, one of the event co- uh, the effects coordinators for Titans, the TV show on DC Universe, um, his name was Warren Appleby, passed away after an accident which occurred at, at a special effects facility during the preparation and testing for an upcoming shoot. Um, our condolences go out to his family. There is a GoFundMe. Um, like are already up. We will we we will be tweeting this out on our Twitter, and we will also be cl- including this in the show notes for the archived version of it on YouTube. So please, uh, like, if you can give, please give. This is very sad and tragic. Like, this wasn't planned. Obviously, no. But this is this is sad, and I am. It sucks that this had to have happened, and I'm yeah. Any thoughts, guys? Uh it's absolutely tragic. He left behind a wife and two children. So, just like rough. James said, if you can give, please give. If not, please share it, you know? Yes. It's just, it, it's very depressing to see that. Um, and I, it feels bad that we're going to, like, leave this depressing topic to move on to a slightly good topic. Um, for any Batman Beyond fans, during the 20th anniversary panel, they announced that there's going to be a... 20th anniversary box set of the entire series of Batman Beyond and the one thing they announced at the panel randomly and I don't know how I feel about this um, um, Bruce Tim announced that if the, the, the box set sells well we might get another season on DC Universe and I what? and I don't I, I, I'm not okay with this what? Come on. Okay, Travis, did did you watch Justice League Unlimited? Yes, keep I in, loved it. We keep ha- in mind, it could also just be a sales tactic. It could, but also we have an epilogue. We now, granted, there isn't a lot of people that like the epilogue. I'm in the very the small minority of people that like the epilogue, but we we don't need to continue Terry's story. Granted, we're continuing the comic book written by um Dan Jurgens, and it's amazing, but. We don't need to move on with the TV show, I feel. Like, yeah, you can shove Kevin Conroy and Will Friedle in a booth, but, like, other than, like, trying to, in, like, make new content that isn't lining up with the comic that's out right now, what are you going to do with that? Like, I don't see a reason to keep it going. Exactly what you just said, though. Make content aligned with the comic. Because... Oh, no. Oh, no. Dude... Oh, Rachel no. Ghoul, Damian Wayne no. would be so no, 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 sick. No, 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 no. Oh shit! Oh shit! What? Uh-oh. <laughs> are you? Are you are, oh shit! Are we? Are we talking oh, about the same? Shit. Are we talking about the same thing, Mary? Because I see Natalie Portman holding. Natalie a Portman is. I see Nat- I see Natalie Portman holding a hammer. Yes. <laughs> she Natalie Portman yes! is Thor. Natalie Portman is holding a hammer on stage right now. <laughs> Uh, Love and Thunder is based on Jason Aaron's Mighty Thor run. Natalie Portman is Thor. Uh. Motherfuck yes, dude. (laughs) 
I knew it. I knew it. I knew they were gonna they were gonna square her away. I knew they were going to sign her a check. And everyone told me I was wrong. Everyone told me Natalie Portwood was done. But the minute you saw her at the red carpet, and like even though it was archive footage for Endgame, the minute you saw her at the red carpet, you knew someone had did the same thing with Gwyneth Paltrow, where they signed her a check and said, "Please come back. We're sorry." Like like um. Um, Patty Jenkins is happy over at DC. Can you please come back and do something for us? Like, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. Like, ugh. I'm excited. Yay. She's holding a hammer. Yay. I wonder who they're going to get to be, you know, actual Thor. Um, unless we're tossing a bond, we got Natalie Portman, which I am also okay with that. Oh. Apparently that wasn't the real logo for Black Widow. They just revealed the real Black Widow logo. And it actually looks kind of cool. I'm, I'm okay with that. I just texted my wife and she said, holy shit, we might have to go see that. <laughs> Natalie Portman is holding a hammer. That, Bro. That, holy crap. That's exciting. Wow. That, I that's... can hear like the anguished cry of fuckboys. <laughs> oh, yes, everyone's going... The A... <laughs> Oreos, Travis. <laughs> the anguished cry of fuckboys as the lightning torches them all. But they are unworthy of like, Jane I... Foster women. Like, like I'm like, I'm so excited. Like, do you like Jason Aaron deserves this so much specifically because like he like he wrote this for people to have like this character and like think of the idea if like if she just carries the mantle, like, if Hemsworth wants to be done, and she can just go, or we get, like, another Thor trilogy, and we get the entire saga, and, like, maybe Hemsworth is, like, like, you know, they wouldn't do Unworthy Thor, because they played up that in Endgame, but, like, they could still do something with, like, that, and have him come back, and have her be Valkyrie, or something, I don't oh. know, but, like, that would be so How much... Or How much have... Money... How oh, much money ahead. did they have? How much money did they have to give Natalie Portman for this? I don't know, but like, uh, like, like, however so much they, just, was, they rolled the so wheelbarrow. They just write up a there. blank check. They just wrote the blank just, check. Like, how much do we need you, like, to give you so you just forget the whole thing happened with Dark World? And like, that's literally how that went down. Was how much do we need to give you to make you forget that Dark World was a thing? I really want her just to kick the shit out of, like, a Thor-Odin type of character. Oh. Oh, I need this. Like, this is gonna I be need... great. I'm so excited. <laughs> no, you know what would be really good is, like, if Guardian, like, if, um, if, if, if oh, um, God. what are you laughing about? I, I, I texted Victoria, my wife, and, you know, told her about, um, you know, Natalie Portman and whatnot, and she said, I bet that was the only way to get her to come back to the franchise. Yeah, I, I I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's, that's like apparently the uh, the cast of Black Widow's on stage right now, so we got a minute before anything crazy happens. Um, so, so moving on. Um, so Travis, what, what, how did you feel about uh, Batman Beyond? Because I, I I have my opinion. What do you think about this? I I liked it to be completely honest with you. Um, I I grew up with the the Kevin Conroy Batman era. You know what Same. I mean? So it. It was the perfect bow for me, but I was it was given to me at such an age that they could have served me like dirt and worms, and I would have eaten it and asked for more. And, <laughs> man, I, I, I still feel the same way today, just because I have such a, a connection with it. Like I, 
it has a little bit of continuity problems, the Terry McGinnis, Batman's his papa thing. But another season of it would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, like, okay, Mary, Mary, I don't know if you have any opinion on Batman Beyond. I don't know how, how you're... How you're I how mean, I watched it, you know, when I was younger, but I honestly haven't paid it much attention. I mean, I don't think I've actually watched it since I was younger. Okay. I, I was always I, I was always way more into Justice League than I was to Batman Beyond. I don't I don't necessarily think another season is necessary. See, that's where I'm at. I mean, I, I feel like it might be a Spaceballs to the quest for more money type of thing. Yes. But <laughs> um But I mean, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. People seem to respond well enough to Young Justice coming back. So, okay. uh, personally, I think it's a sales gimmick that, oh boy, if you guys buy just enough, you know, oh no, we fell just below the mark, kind of a thing. I, th- I think it's a sales gimmick. Okay, that's fair. All right, well, from there, we're going to move on to the big shocker before all this Marvel news dropped that kind of had me, me and Mary, and I don't know how Travis felt about that because like, he was at work, but like me and Mary up in, 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 in a big old happiness thing. So... At first, before today, it, by last night it was announced that Brandon Routh was going to return to CW. Like, yeah, for Christ on Infinite Earth, he'll probably make, make a thing as, as um, the Adam. But also, he's going to be making his return to his role as Superman. But! You could, but, you could say, you could say, Superman Returns. But, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I wasn't gonna do it. I'm glad she did. But um, the other like the, the announcement that came today while at a panel, Brandon Routh opened his button up shirt to reveal that he ain't playing his movie version. He's playing Kingdom Come Superman. Holy crap! Like for anybody who doesn't know, Kingdom Come w- was a story written by Mark Wade where it told the story of a far off future Justice League where Superman's older, everyone's older. Like there's a new generation of heroes that like are out of line. It was sort of like Mark Wade's thing of like yelling at the image guys, like stop being edgy, and like it's this amazing story that like everyone holds up as one of like the masterpieces of DC, and it's it's I'm. I don't know how I feel about Brandon Routh being Kingdom Come Superman. I'm told. I mean, he has aged. He has um, aged. That's how time works, James. Yes, um, but like, you know who it would have been a... Like, well, like, if you're... if They're putting him opposite Taylor Hoechlin, because he is also going to play Superman. Yes. So unless they're going to try and do the whole Taylor um, Hoechlin... Um, ages into Brandon Ruth, but I, I think that the multiverse is going to go the way that it does in the comics, where just because you are the same person doesn't mean you necessarily look like that person. Okay. I just, like, what would have been better for me would have been Tom Welling as Kingdom Come Superman, because he's more built to be Kingdom Come Superman, in my opinion. He ha- I, he looks like what I envision Kingdom Come Superman being the older, the grayer type of hero, versus with Brandon Routh. That, that man is not as bulky as he used to be, if you catch my drift. But Brandon Routh, he was movie Superman. Fair. And... 
unfortunately for Tom Welling, movie supermen have it up on him. Fair. Just like, he looks so much And he's like... already, Brandon's already got a contract with the CW, so that, it's probably fair. easier to staple on an extra page. Yeah, okay. Travis, how do you feel about this? Because you, like, you, you, were, you were busy today, so you didn't see this until like just now. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm indifferent because, like, I want Kingdom Come Superman. I do. I wanted to see him on screen. But they had to take the guy fr- who was opposing Kevin Spacey's Lex Luthor, and I'm a little salty about that. I'm a little, I'm a little salty about that. But, uh, I don't know. I think it should be pretty good. Personally, like oh as a God. fan cast, I kind of hope the guy from uh, the guy who played Lois and Clark, he was the Kara's dad originally Dean in Kane. the first part of the show. Dean Kane, yeah. he would be a pretty good Kingdom Come Superman because he was already kind of a dick in the show. W- wait, hold so, on, Mary. Why'd you say, "Oh God"? Um, in the first crossover with the CW, you know, the very first one when they fought the Dominators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a joke. There's a joke at the end. Where because it's where Kara meets the rest of them for the first time. She was talking to Ray and Felicity, and after Kara walks away, Ray says, "Huh, she kind of looks like my cousin." And it's a ha 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 ha. He was Superman, but what if? What if that leads into this? No, Uh, that would. It's not a what if. It's like oh, the whole time Ray Palmer was secretly a a mind controlled Superman. Like that would be weird. it's a joke. It's a joke. But the problem with Dean Kane is that he did done stuck his foot in his mouth, yes, and the CW went goodbye. We will not be calling you back. Yes. Yeah. That, like I said, that's that's his fault. He like Mel Gibson himself. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. So and like we can't even do a Kevin Spacey versus what's uh the new the new Lex Luthor thing. So that's out of the book too. Um, I mean, right. Kevin Spacey could, he can rot in jail. Yes, <laughs> that's can. a topic for a different day. Yes. So from there, I, I'm the other announcement that was announced with this announcement for Christ. The Sunday ultimate, Earth, the ultimate, the ultimate cameo <laughs> the is u- that. Oh my the God. ultimate cameo. I'll let you Bert say it. Fucking Ward is coming back. I try not to swear. I really do. But, but Bert, Bert Ward, Ward. Bert Ward, the original Robin played opposite of Adam West, will be playing a role in Crisis on Infinite Earth. I hope we he do not know. Yep. We do not know who he will be at this point, but he will be playing a role. I want him to at least be like Dick Grayson, old man. Like, don't just old be... Man. Oh, but... oh, God. I almost said oh, it. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. I know what you're going to say. Don't you do it. But, um... He already did. <laughs> but like... Like I just like I hope it, like you do that for him like 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 don't try to shove this old man in some freaking uh like fairy shoes don't do that to him but like 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 don't don't put him in a leotard but like just just give him a thing where he gets to be like adult Dick Grayson giving like words of wisdom to the team or something like that like that would be nice especially with Adam due to, yeah due to his age they might just have him in a not in a wink role kind yeah. of like um yeah. how uh. Uh, Terry Hatcher was Rhea in Supergirl as opposed to, you know, being an older, lo- you know, something like that. I, I think maybe they're going to put him in like a not in a wink role. Well, Mar- Mary, you had a like, request now that Burt Ward's here. You had a request for someone to come onto the show. 
I mean, bring Linda Carter back, make her <laughs> queen of like just just have her be older Diana, queen of the Amazons. Like I don't care. I mean, Linda Carter is still a very attractive woman. If you put her in the Wonder Woman costume, I would be fine. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, she's already been on Supergirl, so I mean, like, you know, maybe if she's check. not busy. <laughs> like, then again, go ahead. Just DC, DC never forgets, and it's not just, like, old CW shit. No, DC is constantly bringing people back, yes, and are. I love them for it. Travis, uh, what did you think about the Burt Ward announcement? Uh, honestly, when I read it in the agenda, it was hard not to fucking, like, scream into the microphone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fucking pumped for this. I'm sorry, but it's Burt Ward. Like, this ain't just the dog food no more. And I'm really, like, personally, I kind of hope he's, I, I hope he drops at least one cheesy, like, you know, Jumpin' G. Willikers, Supergirl, or something like that. But that's just me. I, I, I wish, because uh, Lee Merriweather and Julie Newmar are both also still alive, but they are well into their 80s. As much as I would love them to come back, I don't know if they will. I mean, Julie Newmar <laughs> came back for um, the Adam West like animated movie, so like you could probably get, like, give her some money and let her come on the, the set yeah. for a minute. But no, like, this, this is the good... Sorry, I'm still looking at my Twitter feed, and everyone's going nuts about female Thor. Um, but, um... And they also announced that um valkyrie is confirmed to be lgbtq for the movie and she'll be looking for a queen of asgard so yay um that's I'll, fun i'll believe it when i see it okay <laughs> um so that there's that um the other, the other piece of cw news that we got not during comic-con but a little bit before comic-con was supergirl if you new... notice if you notice that's gonna be after birds of prey what if Valkyrie officially being confirmed on you're, screen. You're right. You are totally right. Um, but yeah, Super, Supergirl's new costume was shown, and then we got the trailer tonight for season five of Supergirl. Um, I kind of like the new 52 homage with the costume, but like, I don't, I don't really watch Supergirl all that much. I kind of, I kind of fell off after season two. Especially because I was getting annoyed with super tall black Jim, uh, I'm sorry, James Olsen. Like, I, I don't care as much, but like, yay, new costume. He's leaving the show. I thought he's leaving the show? Mm-hmm. Well, that's tragic. Um, I, I, I feel so I, horrible for like real life Kara having to like put her hair in bangs and make it look all pretty every time she gets in that suit. Because especially after like put that whole dang, like, especially when it's hot, that girl having to wear that leather like all the damn time and that whole suit. Like at least back in the day she had the skirt. Now she has to put on that whole dang costume all the time. She gonna be dying. Like, no, that that's too much. I mean, like the, the biggest thing with the costume is that they added pants. I'm not about to turn this into a, oh my god, Wonder Woman got pants, let's plaster it all over CNN all over again, like they did. They Oof, did that? so mad about that. Oh yeah, that when, Wonder Wo- when Wonder Woman got uh, her black leather pants and the black leather jacket, uh, they- it was all over the news. Dear Lord. That Wonder Woman was getting pants for the first time, so I'm not about to turn this into that. Um, because I'm still mad about that. <laughs> this was, oh my god, this was years and years ago. And then I remember the kerfluffle on the news when Wonder Woman got a haircut. So. Oh, so apparently um, Elizabeth Olsen is going to be making an appearance in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. 
Good. Give me actual Wanda. No. Um, if they give if they give me actual Wanda, I will shut up. Like like this current now. Granted, her moment in Endgame was freaking. Bo- Wait, no, that's not real. That's not real. That's not real. That, 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 please don't be real. Please don't be real. I'll cry. I'll cry. I just saw a Blade logo, and I think it's fake. I just. I've saw- seen some people. I've seen some people throwing out some fake logos. Okay, I, I almost just got super triggered. I saw a Blade logo. Okay, no, they're done. That was false. Okay, cool. They're done. They're done for the, for now. They only announced a few movies and some TV shows. Okay, cool. I can calm down now because I saw a Blade logo and I almost shit my pants. Um, cool. I can breathe now. All right. So, um, Mary, continue on how you feel about the suit. I mean, it's your pants. Like, it's pants. that's how I feel about the suit. I mean... It's not a bad costume. It's really no different than the ones that she has. I mean, they're they're pants. I don't really know what else to say about it. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Real James. No, I don't it, think it's real. It's, it's real. It is. Uh, it's Marshala Ali is playing Blade. Blade. Oh shit! It is real. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> also confirmed are Black Panther two, Captain Marvel oh uh, two, Fantastic Four, Mutants, and then Guardians three are all confirmed. Mutants. It is just called Mutants. I don't know how I feel about that, but oh my god. Blade yep. is getting a new movie with Marshala Ali as Blade. Like I'm, I'm here, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Bl- I'm Lord here Grou- for that. Lord Grouds is canceled next week. We're having a Blade episode. We were gonna talk. We're, like, okay. We're... They have released the official timeline. Um, Black <laughs> Widow will premiere May first of 2020. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier is fall of 2020. Um, November 6th, 2020 is The Eternals. February 12th, 2021 is Shang-Chi. Spring of 2021 is WandaVision, which that is a really dumb logo. Yes, it is. Um, May 7th, 2021 is Doctor Strange um, in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Um, Spring 2021 is Loki. Summer 2021 is What If. Fall of 2021 is Hawkeye. And November 5th, 2021 is Thor Love and Thunder. So that is the announced lineup as of right now. Oh, oh my God, Blade! I'm I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. It, like, oh God. We probably won't be seeing Blade until at least 2022. That's fine. Like you, you've given me a logo. You've given me a brother in, 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 on stage with a hat on. I don't care. Like I'll wait two years, three years. I don't care. Like you've given me what I want. Oh my God. Oh. And that is the official end of Hall H for Marvel. Oh, oh my God, that that just that just like sidelined up there. I'm sorry, DC. We, we we'll get back to being nice to you. Now. No, they 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 had a like in terms of movies, they had a pathetic showing this year. They they have, completely they they, they completely movie. they completely pulled out of Hall H. We saw um uh do 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 uh promo art quote unquote if you will of Harley Quinn and Mar as uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. We're not getting a Wonder Woman 84 trailer until closer to the end of the year. Um, 
Birds of Prey is going to have to do something fast because they come out towards the beginning of next year. Oof. Nobody really knows why Warner Brothers pulled out of Hall H, but if they got word that this was Marvel's slate, I can't blame them for pulling out because anything that they would have announced would have been overshadowed by this. Yeah. So um, a lot of people are wondering if they are going to rally and do it at WonderCon because DC seems to be having a stronger presence at WonderCon. But at least I think WonderCon. I don't know, let me look it up. Wouldn't New York Comic Con be a better choice? Maybe. That could that could very well be. <laughs> WonderCon's already passed. Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> but no, I think my brain was thinking New York Comic Con, but you, you know. But um, yeah. But DC's always had a stronger showing at New York Comic Con because that's where they announce a lot of their um, incoming titles. Mm. Because in terms of comic titles, we really didn't get much from DC. We really didn't. We Mar- got... Marvel just came in and like kicked the door down, both in movies and comics. They just kicked everything open. Like the only thing from comics that we got was Scott Snyder and D- and Dio said that Year of the Villain is gonna be the biggest DC event ever, and I'm like, okay. It's going to be the biggest DC event of the last, what, four months? Yeah. I mean, DC needs the fixer. They need somebody to come in and just get it in line. I think the TV shows are really what's going for it right now. Yes. I was really hoping we would get a season two announcement from Doom Patrol, but we don't have one yet, and that makes me nervous. Yes, I, I agree as well. That That's not good. The return of because... Brendan Fraser must not be stopped. The return of Brendan right. Fraser. Well, not to mention that, but DC Universe, it, it, it has got to be hemorrhaging money. Because, I mean, they canceled Swamp Thing because of finances. They got kind of boned there. Um, Titans is on a shutdown due to the unfortunate events that we mentioned earlier. Um, but Doom Patrol is... One of their most highestly, highest critically rated shows. The highest critically rated DC show is Linda Carter's Wonder Woman, which sits at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, if you have never seen it, it is good. Like, but no, it sits at 100%, and Doom Patrol is not far behind that. So I, I am, because, you know, since we're in the DC news section, I'm trying to shift it a little bit. Yeah. But um, I was hoping for a season two announcement. We haven't gotten one. They had a debut panel. They're getting a Blu-ray release. They had the cast there for signing. I think that's good news for season two. Because yeah. I can't imagine that them doing all this crap and then us not getting it. But... Um, I'm sorry, I'm still crisis. in life shock right now, so I'm letting you just... Go. I know, that that's why I've kind of, like, um, Crisis on Infinite Earth, it looks like it's shaping up to be very ambitious. Whether or not they can deliver remains to be seen, because it will cross on Flash, um, Supergirl, Arrow, Legends, and Batwoman. So it is a five-episode crossover. Wow. So it is, it is essentially a five-hour crossover. Black Lightning remains confusingly separated. I have very mixed feelings about that. That was one thing that, that, that had me frustrated recently was that in the Entertainment Weekly last week, there was an exclusive like showing of um, 
Arrow's new costume, Flash really has a new costume, um, Supergirl in her skirt costume, and um, Ruby Rose in her Batwoman costume, all without masks, and the one that was absent was Black Lightning. And I, like, and people try to argue with me about this on Twitter, I ended up deleting the post because I was getting frustrated, but why isn't Black Lightning at least in, like, I understand if you don't want him in, in like the crossovers, but he is a pillar now of the CW universe. He is an African-American superhero that has done well critically but with one of the most better season ones out of all the CW shows. Why isn't he being treated the same way as the rest of them? The show is having a lot of problems behind the camera. Because uh, executive producer and showrunner uh, Salema Kill is being sued for domestic abuse and copyright infringement. So the show is having some problems behind the camera, at least that we know of in the news, and the second showrunner is his wife. She is not the one suing him for domestic abuse. A former lover who... An alleged former lover who claims to have had an extramarital affair with him. So... We're not really sure who's running, who's literally who's running the show right now. My theory is that maybe Berlanti stepped in to have a heavier hand, but I, I don't know. I know the show is having issues behind the scenes, uh, and maybe maybe that puts it on shaky ground. I don't know. That is just in terms of behind the scenes. I'm not talking about the show overall. I'm just saying behind the scenes, we okay. might be looking at a new showrunner in the future. All right, I just like I, I find myself frustrated by that because it is, it feels like it, it's, it's being treated unfairly. It, no, it is absolutely frustrating that the show is being separated, but I kind of have mixed feelings about that because tonally it is so different from the rest of them. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense to have one of the shows removed. You know, the the fact that multiple other CW heroes have been name-dropped on the show. Because uh, Supergirl has been name-dropped. Vixen has been name-dropped. Like, so, I don't know. I'm frustrated because I love these characters and I want them, you know, to, to, to you know, kind of take this and push them over. It's that Patrick Star meme. Yes. Uh, why don't we just take this and put it over here? But I, I don't know. Black Lightning is... Something that's making me, the future of Black Lightning is making me sort of nervous right now. Agreed, and I'm frustrated by it. Uh, Travis, what do you think about this? Um, I think it's rather ambitious to try to tackle Crisis on Infinite Earths with the uh, the roster that they have. Personally, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it like because any any non casual comic reader who hears the name Anti Monitor like. It's about to go down. You know what I mean? He's yeah. he's he's uh, the dark side that's not dark side. If that makes any kind of sense. And so when I when I see this, the the art that you sent, I'm assuming that's for the CW, right? Yes. Yes, that is the yeah. CW anti monitor. He looks really good, but I, I absolutely I have incredibly high expectations. You know what I mean? And that's I've... that's just what comes with the character. I want two things. And you both know the two things that I want. Mm -hmm. I want Supergirl fighting the Anti-Monitor, and I want Flash... I want both of them dying, basically. But, but then I mean, the we all know saves them thing. Yeah, I know. Because he, he, it, we all know that that's the deal he probably made. Is that um, 
uh, Oliver is going to sacrifice his life in order to save Barry and Kara. But I need those two scenes. I don't care what else happens in the crossover. If those two scenes are not there, in my opinion, the entire crossover is a failure. Yes. I mean, and I'm going into this knowing that Batwoman is going to be a part of this. And you don't but, even care about that. But, I mean, Supergirl's death and Barry's death are two of, you know, not only the most important deaths in all of comics, because they did done stay dead for a long-ass time. Yep. I mean, they are both... I mean, to do it within an issue of each other... And, you know, Supergirl's death is one of the most emotionally charged, I'd say, in comics, because she knows she's going to die. She does it anyway. Like, she was, she is cracking the anti-monitor's armor. She is going so hard. And then Dr. Light and Superman had to be jacked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going off on a crisis tangent. Dude, I, I, I'm literally, like, tweeting hashtag Blade right now. You can do it. Like, you are, you are fine. Like, but I mean, Crisis, oh Crisis on Infinite Earth is one of the most transformative storylines in all of comics because it, it gave birth to the comic book event. And it is probably the loftiest of all of, you know, comic events. So, it, it is, pro it, it, Crisis on Infinite Earth is one of DC's top storylines. And for them to tackle it for TV... The CW does interesting things, and I think they can do something interesting with it. I think sometimes people get it too in their heads of, you have to follow the comic 100% of the time. That's why it's called an adaptation and not a page for page, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that they're going to do something new with it. Yeah. But those, those are the two things <laughs> you have to do. Because, I mean, Dr. Light's probably not going to be in this at all. And she is, like, the character in Crisis. But those are the two things I want going into Crisis. It's ambitious. Like Travis said, the anti-monitor looks great. I don't want to know how expensive this is. Probably because, well, CBS dropped Supergirl because Supergirl was pushing a million dollars an episode in season one. So I don't want to know how I don't want to know how much money is going up. Like, but it's ambitious. Greg Berlanti has big plans. He's doing all of DC TV right now. Even um, Titans, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, that all falls under the Berlanti name. So, I'm interested. I'm rambling. I just shotgunned an energy drink. Wow. Um, <laughs> Proud of you. Changed your name to Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually shotgun. I didn't, you know, poke a hole in the side, crack it. The last time I did that in college, I cut my lip. Um, but that is a story for another time. Travis, what do you think about Crisis? A bitch is rambling. Uh, like, Travis, like, uh, why don't we move on to the next topic? Um, yeah. So the, the, oh, I'm gonna skip the imprint conversation until next week because like we are almost hitting the, the, the top the top of the hour here. We're almost an hour too. Um, so the other thing, mm. if, we, if we mention Birds of Prey that came out mm. this past week, right before Comic Con was mm. announced, Birds of Prey is getting a new comic book. Um, oh. Barbara Gordon's nowhere to be seen. Um, Brian Azzarello is writing it, and Harley Quinn is in the team. So Mary, yeah. how do you feel about? It? 
I'll stop you right there. I'm going to say it right first. Um, I think it's really funny that because uh, Cassandra Kane's on the Not Outsiders that she can't be a part of the movie tie-in book. Um, I think... Here's the thing. <laughs> I would take it as is. I-, I would take Canary, Huntress, and Harley Quinn. I would take it as is if Brian Azzarello was not writing it. He cannot... And, you know, this is where I'm going to pull out my woman card. I'm just going to, you know, yank it out of my bra and wave it around. Um... He cannot be trusted with female characters. I, I have never liked him writing women in the first place, but after the new 52 and the ridiculous nature of the Amazons, he literally turned them into, you know, date-raping baby murderers. That, you know, the Amazons would go out onto this ship, they would have these ridiculous orgies with sailors, kill them, and go back to Themyscira, and if any of them were pregnant, woohoo, but the male children, they would just toss into the ocean. This was Brian Azzarello's notion of the Amazons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Greg Rucka came in with a push broom and just went, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope, nope. Funny <laughs> like, enough, I imagine, um... You know, like, uh, when they do curling, they have, the, like, the little guys with the brooms yes. and curling? That was Greg Rucka and the continuity. <laughs> But no, I would take all of all of this as is. Because, I mean, you have the incomparable Emanuela Lupacino on artwork. Her art is perfect. I actually have a note in my pull list at my comic shop that if any of my books has a Lupacino cover, to pull that regardless. Wow. And, I mean, like, <laughs> My heart doesn't know what to do. <laughs> I, I would, I mean, I am irritated at the exclusion of Barbara Gordon, but at the same time, having her as, as Batgirl on the team as well was also strange. Yes. And I mean, and you know, I'm even going back to the New 52 with that one, because it was the first time we saw her as Batgirl with the Birds of Prey. Yes, it was very weird. I, I did like the New 52 lineup. I did. I, I really enjoyed that lineup. And then uh, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey and Rebirth was one of my favorite Rebirth books because I love the Bensons. They did amazing stuff. But Barbara Batgirl was still a little strange. Also, like, calling the book Batgirl and the Birds of Prey was just odd. Yeah. I think it was their way of kind of like, okay, she she's not technically going to be Oracle. I think having the founder of the team not be in the movie is weird. Yes, it is, and it's really yeah, annoying. it's it's but, very strange. But we do not know if Barbara is not in the movie. Currently, yeah, we don't. I, know. We not. currently do not know if Barbara's in the movie, and I'm I am withholding damnation at that point. Is that if the movie comes out and Barbara's not in, I will be angry, but. DC likes to kind of do their twists and turns every so often. And I'm wondering, maybe since Barbara is such a fan favorite, if she will be a twist in the movie. Because you remember going into BBS, everybody thought Jenna Malone was going to be Barbara Gordon. They thought, they they had announced her as Robin, as Carrie Kelly Robin at the MTV Movie Awards. (laughs) No, that was actually, that was fabricated. Oh, that was fabricated? 
that was fabricated that was never officially announced through DC. DC kept very quiet about who she was going to be. And then a French magazine credited her as Barbara Gordon and Jenna Malone herself repeatedly denied she's Jan- uh, she's Jeanette Clyburn in BBS who might be coming back for flash. Okay. So either they're going to recast Jeanette Clyburn or um, Jenna Malone might be coming back for that. But we know Oracle exists in the DCU. In, in the DCEU. We know she exists. We have had confirmation of that. But I, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, the confirmation of Oracle's existence was in Batman vs Superman. Man. Somebody super, you know, somebody crop, you know, zoomed into one of the computers that Bruce is looking at, and he was on the Oracle network. Yes, he was. And whether or not that's one of those Snyder things that they're gonna try and drop kick out of there, we don't know. But I am withholding damnation of the film until I see it. That's fair. Honestly, the book like, cover, like you, the, this the book, book can kiss my ass. It can die. Like I, I, I see no purpose to it. You're not like it, it's obviously a movie cash grab. You had the Benson sisters on a Birds of Prey book. You knew this movie was slated, and you chose not to keep that book. That's where you already effed up. Like you could have relaunched it as just the Birds of Prey and kept the Benson sisters on it and let it keep going, but you chose not to. That was your mistake. I'm gonna, I'll pull it off the wall, but I'm not gonna pre-order it. That's kind of where I'm at right now because okay. I'll pull. I'll pull the Lupacino covers off the wall, but I'm not going to pre-order it, because okay. pre-ordering a single issue is how you support a book. <laughs> okay. Travis, how do you feel about this? Um, I'm kind of mixed, to be honest with you, because I, I always go back into the Google search for who we're talking about to kind of refresh my memory. And do you remember we were talking about uh, my favorite Joker book where he's just sick and twisted? Yeah. It was actually mm-hmm. Joker's. It was Joker by Brian Azzarello. I just <laughs> read, like... Yeah. So, um... He objectively is not a bad writer. I just don't like it when he writes women. Well, and I I, I get what you're saying, especially when it comes to that Joker book specifically, because when Joker's gone, Harley is immediately, like, just brought down to be a stripper, and she wasn't, like, like she wasn't her right hand, or Joker's right-hand man. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens here in Birds of Prey. Um, he's... Being that he's not good with women, based on what Mary had said, it's interesting to see how he'll handle a book of mainly women. I'm. Uh, uh, Brian Azzarello is writing the books, so the Bat Bros will buy it. Yeah. That's, I mean, the, the casual comic shop Bat Bros. You guys know the kind of fans I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, I know, but he's capable of such deep, dark things that that's not mm-hmm. necessary yeah. you know like there, then, well, there was a rumor that he was going to be writing a um suicide squad book when heroes in crisis ended and we're not even getting we haven't even seen that so to see him write a birds of prey book i'm just like uh, i don't know and i'm not okay with this so yeah, yeah that's, where, that's where i'm gonna leave my thoughts on that i'm not okay with this and i've never read what he did with the Amazon, so I'm going to take Mary's word for it and just be like, no. Just don't waste your time with that. I mean, Cliff Chang is amazing. I love his artwork, but do not waste your time with it. That sounds so metal, though. Like, I kind of have to. It Like, it's not written metal, though. It, it's just gross. It's gross. Oh. 
All right. That's depressing. Well, from there, this is where Mary gets to gush for a hot minute because uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman Bloodlines, the uh, the animated movie, was announced to be coming through with Rosario Dawson returning from the New Fifty Two movies uh, to like to voice Diana, um, and that was the big highlight. Of, like they, they showed an anime, like an animated still was leaked, but it's not official. Um, it definitely looks like a new art style that I really enjoy. Um, I... Veronica Kale's gonna be in it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Veronica Kale is essentially Wonder Woman's Lex Luthor. So, yay! Doctor Cyber is gonna be in it, and a candy. Cree Summer is voicing Hippolyta. Oh god. Uh, yeah, Cree Summer is voicing Hippolyta. Um, Doctor Poison is gonna be in it. She was in um, the first Wonder Woman movie. Um, yeah, so there is a great cast. A great lineup. Uh, Kimberly Brooks is going to be Cheetah. She was. Ooh, um, I, I love yeah. all these. I love all these black women we got up in this movie. I'm feeling this. This Mike. They're going to have. It looks like it's going to be very heavily based off of Greg Rucka because we have Ferdinand, who is um, a Minotaur, Ooh. which is going to be voiced by Star uh, Star Trek fans. You're going to love this. Michael Dorn is voicing uh, Ferdinand. Yes. <laughs> so this is going to be great. Um, I'm excited now. Yeah, so it, it looks like it's, it's going to be a great lineup. It, it looks very Rucka-y, and if you know anything about me, it's, you know, I love Rucka. Travis, do you, so, are, are we discussing over here, or do you, are you catching any of this? Um, I, I understand your guys' gushing, and I'm also rather excited. It, I just, sci-fi doing an animated movie is more so what I'm excited about more than the cast, to be completely honest with you, because it's, it's going to be awesome. Like, the animations are going to be on point. They're not going to waste the money on anything that they don't think is going to be actually, like, decent for us to view. It's as not going to be Trash New 52. Right. It's it's not going to be <clears throat> what they tried to give us after they canceled Young Justice and then brought it back. You know? It's, it's going to be this... Oh, it's going to be wonderful. I'm excited to see some Amazonian carnage. This is going to be great. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. This is um, Rosario Dawson's sixth, sixth time out as Wonder Woman. Wow. There's been that what? in 52 movies. Um, well, well, after hearing us gush about that, we have a couple more things to wrap up here. Um, Mary, you had told me there was mixed opinions about the screening for Batwoman. <laughs> uh, before, before she goes, um, Thomas Elliott Hush is going to be in, in, in uh, Batwoman. Okay, go. Hush is going to be in Batwoman, Travis. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I will watch anyway, but I'm more excited now. Um, no, there have been mixed reactions to the screening of the Batwoman pilot at San Diego. Um, the book, the book, oh my god. The show has drawn controversy by its very nature anyway. You have some casual fans who think they made Batman a girl. What? Um, oh God! Yeah, there, there How are certain and not and, uh, the comic illiterate casual fans. You know, they, the cartoons, the movies, that kind of thing. That they're not well versed in the comics. So I have seen some reaction that oh, they just made Batman a girl to be woke, kind of a thing. Oh God! Oh my God! That hurts. Kate Kane will wreck your face. Are you crazy? Oh my God! She's literally she was in more. <laughs> um there is pushback that obviously because the character is gay there's been pushback for that 
Um, these are not the only reasons for the pushback. I'm just kind of throwing reasons out why there has been pushback. Um, what we've seen of the pilot, it does seemingly look low budget because pilots typically are low budget. It is a first season. It will have a first season budget. Um, I'm expecting it to be a little cringy because the CW was a little cringy. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, The Flash is a soap opera with superpowers. Um, Legends is ki- Legends is a continuing acid trip that I love. Um, if uh, anyone Supergirl, has seen the first season of Arrow, oh my god. Yeah. So, it's gonna have a first season budget. Yes. Um, it's, it's gonna have a first season script. It's gonna be super gay. Because the CW leans in hard to that. Granted, I am not saying that is a bad thing. Not at all am I saying that's a bad thing. No, not at all. But the audience might not... It might be too gay? For the, for the, can... for the casuals that, that don't appreciate that good stuff. For the, the, the straight people, is the... what I'm arguing. Is that, you know... There is a not-comic-literate audience that watches these watches these shows... There's a certain level of, God, I'm just, like, I am already waist deep in boiling water here. I'm afraid if it's too gay, straight <laughs> people won't watch it. There we go. That's how, that's just how I'm going to put it. Okay, and I agree, that, with, you know, I, I agree with her. But um, I, I have seen some reactions. I've seen some people saying I absolutely love it. I have seen some people say that it's it's too cringy, it's too woke, it's too political, blah, 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 blah. Get um, too woke and it's too political. Oh, my God. Because in early uh, synopses for the thing, we've seen that Kate Kane is, you know, all about social justice, because in the comics she is. Um, We will see what happens. I'm expecting it to be cringy because the CW is cringy. Personally, I'm just excited that I get to see Batwoman punch people. That's, That's good enough. And the only other critique I have seen is that the plot of the pilot is weak. That Alice is sort of a lackluster villain. That is disappointing for me to hear because Alice is the villain of the ultimate Batwoman story, which is Batwoman Elegy by Greg Rucka. Yes. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm waiting. Honestly, we all know the pilot's going to get leaked because... Flash pilot was leaked, Supergirl pilot was leaked, Legends pilot was leaked, Gotham pilot was leaked. Somebody's gonna leak it. Yeah, probably. So, uh, Travis, how how you feel about these these thoughts and reactions from media people? Uh, these reactions are uh, stupid, <laughs> to say the very least. Just because, like, oh, it's too woke and it's too political. She's a gay veteran who is a literal social justice warrior. Literally. In and out, like, in and out of the bat suit. Yes. You're watching the wrong show. Like, if you're not on board, <laughs> like, hop off the train, fam. Like, like I know, like, there, there was people, like, saying, oh, she thinks that she can do better than Batman. I'm like, shut up. Like, fam, Batwoman has been here since, like, I'm, I'm blanking. When did 52 come out? Uh, 52? Uh, 2006. 2006. She's been here for, like, almost 20 years get over it like literally get over it she is a lesbian crime fighting superhero that's been kicking ass for so long now she is a staple of the bat family almost as long as stephanie brown and tim drake and older than damian wayne so get over it like okay um 
here is one because I'm trying not to. I don't want to seem completely biased because I'm probably going to love it regardless. But here, um, I just scrolled through Twitter. Here's something somebody said. Um, now that the pilot has been screened, I can finally say that Batwoman is uh, truly one of the most god-awful things I have ever had the misfortune of watch. Picture yeah. the worst fan film you've ever seen and multiply that by a thousand, and that still doesn't even come close. Uh, the writing, acting, editing, choreography, lighting, and cinematography are just atrocious. Not a single redeeming quality. It's all garbage. CW needs to give up already. Oh, God. Okay, well, people are stupid. And even and even if it's cringe, it's CW. Yeah. Like, get over it. Like, yes, Arrow has its bad moments. Arrow's a bad show, regardless. Flash has its way of bringing new people into the into DC Comics. Like, I may not agree with a lot of things that that Flash does, but the stories are compelling for enough people to, to love it. So it's great. Legends has turned into this weird, fun queer thing that it, the, the community has embraced. <laughs> they don't give a shit. They don't. They don't care anymore. <laughs> like, it's it's it. People love it for what it is. Black Lightning has has just broken down the barriers of social justice stuff. So if Black Lightning can do it, Batwoman can do it. Get over it. That's my final word on that. Any closing thoughts before we wrap up, guys? Um, honestly, for every, like, oh my god, this is a terrible review, I have seen, oh my god, this is an amazing review. So it, it's literally mixed right now. Travis, how you but, Oh, man, yeah. I mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, we'll find out in October. You'll okay. you'll hear all about it. Travis, how do you feel? I'm going to watch it. I, I watched Legends of Tomorrow because it was gay as fuck, and I loved it. Like, when they let Wentworth Miller unleash, I was for it. So I'm really excited to see Ruby Rose have a relatable, compelling character. And if the writing's good, I'm good. That's it. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm, we're going to go before I, I shit my pants because um, a screenshot from Titan Season 2 leaked and I see Garth and I'm really excited because there's literally, there's literally a shot of Wonder Girl, Garth, Robin, Hawk, and Dove walking down a corridor and I'm really excited. But um, we're going to go now before James has an accident. Um, <laughs> hi, um, yeah. Uh-oh. Th- thank you so much for, for tuning in to this episode of Panel. We really appreciate you sitting and hanging out with us for the past two hours. Uh, this has been an amazing time talking about everything from San Diego Comic-Con. We will be back next week for more of the news. There are some stuff we have missed. There were some trailers. There was some other good stuff that came out in the indie scene. Oh There's so much that we have talked about, and we will talk about it. We will talk about more stuff next time. So, um, my closing statement, as always, is support your local comic book shop. Thomas, we met Thomas. I am tired. Uh, Travis, what is your closing statement for episode 11? Stop hating gay stuff. It's love. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was yeah, that, that's awesome um mary what's your closing statement uh this episode was an organizational nightmare but i had so much fun this is right. one, of, one, of our favorite, one of my favorite episodes we've done this has been amazing um we will catch you guys next time don't forget to follow what? us on t- uh, twitter at um lot no, 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 wrong podcast ptp underscore podcast don't forget to follow the website on comics ground at on comics ground on twitter and instagram and f- like us on facebook at facebook.com slash on comics ground don't forget to look at our website every weekday for all of our newest reviews and op-eds about the comic industry and we're getting our, our new stuff back on board so get ready to see news coming out of the website once again um we will catch you guys next time peace out peace out